0: My name is Ty Tolania, and I'll be filling in for Pamela Clark on today's show on Education in the News. This show highlights various news, events, and happenings in the education sector. This show is pre recorded on Wednesdays and it's aired at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will start the show with scholarship news and stories. Jack Kent, Cook. Foundation announces latest cohorts of college scholars. The Jack Kent Cooke Foundation in Virginia has announced the 100 recipients of its 2022 Cooke College Scholarships, which are awarded to high achieving high school seniors. In addition to up to $55,000 annually for four years at an accredited college or university, The students in the foundation's largest cohort of scholars will receive ongoing academic coaching and advising, graduate school and career advising, and access to a network of more than 2,800 active Cook scholars and and alumni. In addition to substantial financial support, scholars will receive opportunity for internship, study abroad, and access to graduate school funding. The scholarship will cover costs associated with their undergraduate education, as they go on to attend some of the nation's top college and universities next fall. This year, students applied from all 50 states, Washington DC, Puerto Rico, Guam, North and the Virgin Island, and American Samoa. The scholars are in addition to the 49 current, Cook Young Scholars selected in February. The students will continue to receive the organization's support to form the 2022 cohort of 149 college scholars. Also, under the scholarship news, 2022 Guggenheim Fellowship winners announced. The New York City based John Simon Memorial Foundation has announced the winners of its 2022. Guggenheim fellowships selected from nearly 2,500 applicants on the basis of prior achievement and exceptional promise the 180 fellows include artists writers and scholars these years fellows represent 51 scholarly disciplines and artistic fields 81 different academic institutions 31 states and the district of columbia and four canadian provinces This year, recipients include Olufemi Vaughan, a professor in Amherst College's Department of Black Studies, Heather Clark, a professor of Contemporary Poetry and director of the Center for International Contemporary Poetry at the University of Huddersfield, and Heck Hemlin, a professor in the University of Chicago's Department of Statistics. In addition, gifts from previous fellows and friends of the program helped support this year's cohort of fellows, including actor and director Robert De Niro, who on the road Gibson's Fellowship in Fine Arts in honor of De Niro's fathers Robert Senior, who was a 1968 Guggenheim Fellow. Anthony Roberts, who on the road a Fellowship in Geography, and Environmental Studies, which was awarded to Elena Beth of McGill University, and a bequest from the estate of Philip Roth, a 1959 fellow, in support of a very variety of writers. Boston College High School receives $49 million from alumnus. Boston College High School, a Catholic college preparatory school for young men in grades 7 to 12, has announced a $49 million gift from late alumnus Patrick Cardigan in support of the wellness complex. The son of Irish immigrants, Cardigan worked part-time at his father's bar to help pay for his education. Cardigan, who died in April 2022, was the former president and the CEO of the Electronic Engineering Company of California in 2012, he awarded 12 million dollars for the construction of Cadigan Hall um, High Centers for Arts and Recreation. You can read the full story on philanthropynewsdigest.org. Baron Sick. Foundation launches Berencic Early Learning Initiative. The Charles and Marguerite Berencic Foundation has announced the launch of an initiative aimed at improving leadership development for center directors, recruiting and retaining preschool teachers, and enhancing behavioral health support in early learning classrooms. The Berencic Early Learning Initiative builds on work the foundation started last year when it conveyed the early learning coalition of sarasota county and ymca of southwest florida to advance research and development and began discussions with the sarasota county school district about providing support for children before they enter the public school system the foundation also commissioned research by the university of florida and kept in research and planning in partnership with United Wesson Coast and the Community Foundation of Sarasota County to better understand the landscape of early learning in the region. Also you can find details of this um, foundation launch at PhilanthropyNewsDigest.org. Also on PhilanthropyNewsDigest.org, you can find the headline Augustana College Receives $40 Million Commitment for Financial Aid. Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois, has announced a $40 million commitment from alumnus Murray Geber to provide financial aid and scholarships to high-achieving first-generation students and high-achieving students from families with lower incomes. The largest commitment ever to the college, which is affiliated with the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, ELCA, will match gifts dollar for dollar in support of endowed financial aid up to $40 million, providing as much as $80 million to Augustana endowment. Unlike traditional challenge gifts in higher education, GABA's pledge will go directly to the endowed scholarship and financial aid funds of new and existing scholarships, effectively doubling the value and impact of the scholarships. His previous support for the college includes funding for the GEPA Center, faculty um, salaries, the first generation student support fund, and the $1 million challenge in the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. And lastly, on the scholarship news and stories, LEGO Foundation launches $20 million pay-based learning initiative. The LEGO Foundation has announced the launch of a $20 million Accelerator Grant program in support of innovative play-based learning for neurodivergent children. Launched as part of Autism Acceptance Month, the Play for All Accelerator will award funding to as many as 25 social enterprises, ventures, and organizations for efforts to build products, platforms, and services in support of play-based learning for autistic children and children with ADHD. Inaugural program participants will progress through a three-phase selection process with funding, mentorship, and learning through play expertise provided at each stage. According to the foundation, current education technology is mostly adapted to, not developed for neurodivergent children, and does not address some of their most critical and basic needs. All these stories you can find on philanthropynewsdigest.org. And now moving to more education stories education news. Homeschoolers accused of missing school where they are not enrolled. Homeschooling parents in Hernando County, Florida, were shocked to receive a letter from public school officials implying that they had neglected their children's education and threatening them with severe repercussions. The family, who are members of the homeschooling HSLDA group, were told that they had 30 days to submit their homeschool portfolio with samples of their children's schoolwork that a special committee would then review. The law requires homeschooling families to maintain a portfolio of their homeschool that includes a log of educational activities and samples of student work which officials can ask to review. However, the letter warned that failure to present the portfolio could result in their child's immediate termination from home education and referral for truancy realizing they needed help the family contacted homeschooling good defense association you can find this story on nsld.org moving to columbus dispatch and friend the wine promotes imagination library reading program in worcester and millersburg Ohio First Lady, Fran DeWine, made a swing Monday through Wayne and Holmes Counties. She was promoting Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, which provides 60 books for children from birth until their fifth birthday. The DeWine's first stop was in Worcester, where she was the speaker at the Worcester Rotary Program. Wayne counties has 44% of eligible children signed up for the program equaling the state average. Her next stop was Pomerang Hospital in Millersburg before finishing up at the Holmes County District Public Library. The wine said the hospital is the perfect place to visit to get newborns registered to receive their books. At the library, she read to 15 children, some of their parents and grandparents. Another headline, educators say over half of low-income students struggling with mental health issues. Educators working in low-income schools reported that 53% of students struggle with mental health issues, a problem that was worsened by the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a new survey from Educational Nonprofit First Book and Nationwide Children's Hospital on Our Sleeves Alliance. Yet, only 20% of the 767 educators surveyed feel prepared to support those struggling students, the study found. By assessing the severity of the COVID-19 pandemic's impact on students and providing guidance for educators, the two organizations hope to address what they say is an urgent need for mental health support in low-income schools. This was said by the First Book Chief Programming Officer, Becky Last. The survey conducted between December 13, 2021, and January 21, 2022, surveyed educators serving students up to age 18 nationwide, including 50 who work in Ohio schools. I'm still on Columbus Dispatch. Democrats introduced bill to mandate universal pre kindergarten for all ohio children all ohio children would be eligible for public preschool if state senator teresa feather the toledo gets away the democrats who is also running to be the next lieutenant governor introduced senate bill 318 to mandate universal preschool if congress passes build back better a bill that includes billions for child care and pre-kindergarten if the federal bill doesn't pass feather's backup plan is the state's constitutional amendment she st- said in an interview other states have done it they are successful feather said we can replicate it we can do it if we have the political will she said also ohio's 2021 high school graduates lost million in student aid. Ohio High School graduates left millions in federal student aid on the table last year, 2021, by not filling out the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, better known as FAFSA, according to data from the National College Attainment Network, analyzed by the Association of Independent Colleges and Universities of Ohio. Nearly 66,700 high school seniors did not complete FAFSA last year, said the AICUO President C. Todd Jones. Of those students, about 39%, that is 25,718 seniors, were eligible for Pell Grants. If all the eligible seniors had applied and received the average Pell Grant amount, they would have received more than $111 million in federal student aid. Estimates vary as to exactly how much money Ohio students lose by not filling out FAFSA, said Mike Duffy, Senior Vice Chancellor of the Ohio Department of Higher Education. I will now be moving on to some. Other education news coming from um, our website, wkbn.com. And the next headline says new program increases internet accessibility. Free and discounted internet options are being offered through Comcast in Ohio through the Affordable Connectivity Program, ACP. The ACP will give eligible low-income households up to $30 towards their internet bill and $75 for households on qualifying tribal lands towards Xfinity Internet, Internet Essentials, and Xfinity Mobile Services. Internet Essential Plus is available for $29.95 per month to new customers who qualify. The company is also offering a mobile service for those enrolled in ACP, which offers unlimited talk and text and multiple plans with 5G. Those enrolled in the program can also apply their credits towards their cell phone bills as well. The Regional Vice President of External and Government Affairs in a press release, um, Al Capet Patel, said, as the world becomes more digital, it is critical that everyone has the resources and opportunities they need to excel in today's economy. To see if you are eligible for ACP, customers can visit www.xfinity.com ACP or call 844-389-4881 for more information. YSU received $200,000 grant for teaching programs. Youngstown State University announced that they have received a grant worth $200,000 that would go towards their education programs. According to a press release, the grant will be used to try to increase the number of people entering the teaching profession, especially special education. The grant is part of the new statewide um, program called Addressing Educator Shortage in Ohio um, paid for through $5.2 million in federal COVID-19 relief funds. YSU's um, Begley College of Liberal Arts, Social Sciences and Education reports that as of February 2022, School districts in the Youngstown area alone reported 26 on-field special education positions. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back to the show, Education in the News, and I've been talking about some of those um, stories in the, the education sector. My name is Tai Olanio, and I'm filling in for Pamela Clark. Um, from Washington Post, we have this news. American GW universities among latest campuses to reinstate masks. American and George Washington universities will reinstate their indoor mask mandates following a rise in COVID, um, coronavirus cases on campuses throughout the region. The changes on both campuses follow short-lived mask optional policies that offered students and professors a taste of pre-pandemic normalcy. At GWU, where officials just one week ago moved to make masks strongly recommended, the masking requirements will extend through the end of the semester, final exams, and graduation. At least 190 people have tested Port City for the virus since the campus eliminated its mandate on April 4th. AU saw a jump in cases after students returned from spring break on March 14, reporting 192 cases between then and April 3rd, the most recent available data shows. Officials had moved to make masks optional in classrooms, dining facilities, dormitories and most other indoor spaces on March 21st before um, the announcement reinstating face coverage. I will move to the us.news, and it says addressing learning loss in disadvantaged kids. School leaders with hundreds of billions of dollars in federal COVID-19 aid are ramming up plans to offer summer school and tutoring programs in an effort to recoup learning losses students with disabilities though those learning english and students who live in rural communities learn at the same rates during the academic year and are and often faster than their peers who were not disadvantaged but they lose much more ground over the summer according to the new research from the nonprofit education policy and assessment organization NWEA The finding calls for Education Secretary Miguel Cardona for state education officials and school leaders to offer intensive summer learning programs for students who have incurred the steepest academic losses due to chronic interruptions to learning during the pandemic. And now to US Today. Biden extends post on student loan payments until August 31st. President Joe Biden plans to extend the um, moratorium on federal student loan payments through August 31st. The Associated Press reported citing a federal official. For tens of millions of Americans, student debt limbo will continue another formal. The move will make the seventh extension since the pause took effect in March 2020. This time, inflation is climbing and gas prices are soaring in connection with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. All the while, the nation's 1.73... Imagine your new bathroom billion dollars student loan debt portfolio continues to grow with no firm direction for the indebted. The free saves 41 million borrowers about five billion dollars a month, the education department has previously said. Also from the U.S. today, Oberlin college loses appeal against 25 million dollars libel judgment from suit filed by local bakery. An Ohio appeal court has upheld a $25 million judgment for a business that successfully claimed it was libeled by Oberlin College in the aftermath of the shoplifting incident that ruled the historic liberal arts school and music conservatory campus outside Cleveland. The Ninth District Court of Appeals in Akron rejected all of Oberlin College's claims and upheld the judge's ruling that attorneys for the owners of Gibson Bakery and Food Mart should receive six point three million dollars in legal fees from the school. The three judge panel also agreed with Laurent County Judge John Miraldi's decision rejecting Upperlin College's motion for a new trial and denied the store owner's claim that the damage awards did not sufficiently punish the school. I will move on to Ed Week, and this um, headline says chronic absenteeism spiked during COVID. Long Beach, California principals and um, school social workers walk around their neighborhoods before the start of a new semester um, when they heard about hurdles that keep students from showing up. Issues like traffic patterns that make it difficult to walk to school safely and layoffs at local employers that have upended family stability. During the COVID-19 pandemic, they've heard new concerns such as family illness, eviction, and the constant churn of quarantines and isolation when essential worker family members have been exposed to the virus on the job. After two years of disrupted learning, some families operating on tight margins have struggled to rebuild the habits necessary to help their children attend school every day. And some still fear that their children will contract COVID-19 in the school. Educators very intentionally canvass the streets around their schools to ask about those concerns and to determine how they will address them. The neighborhood work a part of Long Beach's efforts to tackle chronic absenteeism, which has become a more pressing matter for schools around the country as the pandemic stretches into the third year. Student attendance matters on an individual level as educators seek to address lost learning time. And now to this website, ed.gov. Education Department continues push to invest in highly effective educators and address teachers shortage. The United States Department of Education is continuing to take action to support and invest in the teaching profession and address teachers shortage many schools and districts across the country face. The supporting effective educator development that is seed Grant program is now accepting applications for efforts that increase the pipeline of highly effective educators. The SEED program will award $65 million to support the implementation of evidence based practices that prepare, develop, or enhance the skills of educators. These grants also will enable recipients to develop, expand, and evaluate practices that can serve as models that can be sustained, replicated, and scaled. This program is part of the Biden-Harris administration's broader commitment to supporting targeted efforts that will provide comprehensive, high-quality pathways into the profession such as residency and grow-your-own programs and evidence-based professional development all focused on building and supporting a more diverse educator pipeline and combating the teacher shortage nationally from the independent website i find this news a bit odd museum and theater trips do not yield higher gcse results student study finds Research suggests that reading activities have more impact on GCSE grades than highbrow cultural capital. Trips to museums and theaters have long been taught to sharpen a child's intellect, but a new study has revealed that such cultural outings do not produce higher grades after all. Academic research examining the impact of cultural capital activities often labeled as middle class, Looked into the ability of cultural visits to improve the life chances of children and the extent to which it explains the inequality experienced by children from different financial backgrounds. While many suggest that children from wealthier families are at an academic advantage due to their access to exhibitions and art galleries, the study did not find any correlation between. Higher attainment of grades at school and cultural encounters. This um, story you can find on Independent. Moving on to Statesman.com, University of Texas research leads to development of first COVID-19 vaccine patch. The first COVID-19 vaccine patch is expected to enter phase one of clinical trials later this year as a result of research from a team of University of Texas scientists. Vaxxas, a company focused on commercializing various vaccine technologies, announced that it received a license from the university for the Exapro SARS-CoV-2 spike subunit vaccine. The company plans to put the Exapro vaccine created by multiple researchers, including University of Texas's McLellan lab onto the first needle free room temperature vaccine patch. Vaxxer CEO David Hall said the patch could dramatically increase vaccination rates. And the following um, news will be coming from apnews.com and it says, MPS students begin to make up for time lost during strike. Students are returning to the classroom in Minneapolis public schools following spring spring break and will now begin making up for instructions time lost because of the teacher strike. Starting Monday, students will be in school 42 minutes longer. That will make up five days of the 15 days of lost learning when teachers and support professionals went, On strike on March 8th, making about two, idling some 229,000 students and about 4,500 educators and staff in one of Minnesota's largest school districts. The additional 10 days will be added to the end of the school year, extending it until June 24th. District officials say they considered holding school during spring break to make up time but decided against it because some families had already made plans that option it said also didn't give the district enough time to plan following the end of the strike the district says graduation will go forward as planned but seniors will still need to finish their work also from apnews.com florida has third largest number of school book ban incidents there have been More than 200 instances of public school districts in Florida banning books since last July, and it has been seen as the third highest number of incidents of any state in the U.S., according to a report from an advocacy group for writing professionals. PEN America said in the report this week that Florida had 204 instances of book banning in seven school districts between July 2021 and March 2022. Only Texas and Pennsylvania has higher numbers. The school districts were in Brevard, Clay, Flagler, Indian River, Orange, Panellas and Park counties. Pan America also warned that more books could be banned in Florida in the future um, now that Governor Ron DeSantis has signed into law a bill that makes it easier for parents to challenge books and instructional materials they don't approve. Supporters of the legislation says it gives parents more involvement in their children's education. Legislature moving to add new teacher certification paths. The Arizona Legislature will could soon approve changes to the teacher certification process designed to address a shortage of classroom instructors by allowing more people without regular teaching tra- training to lead a class. The Republican-backed proposal has already passed the Senate and was given initial approval after a vigorous House debate on Monday over objections from Democrats who said it will allow unqualified people to teach. The proposal will extend the 2017 law that allows people with experience in the private sector to get a subject matter certificate to teach in grades 6 to 12. The change removes the grade restrictions allowing someone with outside experience and a college degree to also teach kindergarten through grade 5. Arizona, like many other states, has an ongoing teacher shortage and backers said the proposal is one more tool to address that problem. <laughs> Hello listeners, if you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.NewHeightsEducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store... Welcome back. You are still on the Education in the News show. And um, the next um, headline says West um, Virginia's commits $1.5 million to athlete education benefits. Um, West Virginia's athletic department says it will commit $1.5 million annually in education related benefits starting this fall for its scholarship athletes. WVU athletes will have the chance to receive assistance based on their academic achievement and progress towards graduation, the department said in a news release. Last fall, the Big 12 announced it would allow its member schools to decide the amount of education-related benefits athletes can be given in an academic year following Uh, U.S. Supreme Court decision over the summer. The court ruling came in a case brought by former athletes, including um, West Virginia football player Sean Alston. It barred the NCAA from preventing schools from offering additional education-related benefits to Division I football and basketball players. That left it up to individual conferences to set limits if they choose um mbc Today show stars to perform live theatrical reading mbc news is branching out from covering top stories to performing uh theatrical reading um, the today show hosts savannah guthrie and hoda Kopp will be among the readers of murder in studio one planned to be read before an audience on april 27th and released later on a podcast through other books al um, al Roca, craig melvin and jenna bush will also be among the dozen nbc news hosts performing and this was announced on monday they'll read the murder mystery on the afternoon of april 27th at the mineta lane theater in new york ticket sales benefits the boys and girls clubs of america nbc said Huddleball has recorded other, other um, theatrical performances starring actors like John Lithgow, Billy Crudup, Alan Cumming, Kate Mulgrew, and Karen Mulligan. Moving on to Cleveland.com, and the Unger advocates afraid of school year's end when free meals for many Ohio kids might stop. Ohio and younger advocates are trying to find money to keep feeding kids through the summer. Before the pandemic, about one in five Ohio children, roughly 500,000, were considered food insecure. That means they didn't have enough nutrition to learn at school, or that in their home, an adult was sacrificing food to ensure the children had enough, said Judith, um, Judith Mobley, the president and CEO of the Children's Hunger Alliance it's a non-profit that assists with providing the school lunch program at many non-school sites such as childcare and recreation centers and after-school programs at the height of the pandemic one in four children was considered food insecure or about 700,000 it is hard to say how many children are food insecure today because of a lag in the data, Mobley said. Advocates note that the stronger economy and lower unemployment rate could indicate more parents are working. Also from um, Ohio, Ohio Tech Summit aims to bring techies general public under one roof at John Carroll. The first Ohio Tech Summit, designed as a place for both techies and computer novices, is coming to John Carroll University's campus in April. The event is a collaboration between OhioX, a statewide tech nonprofit that started in 2019, and Scott Allen, a professor of management at JCU. Allen and OhioX president and CEO, Chris Berry, see great things happening in Ohio tech scene. The problem, they said, is it's spread out, unconnected, and most people don't know about it. The Ohio Tech Summit aims to build that tent, they said. The event will have panels and speakers that appeal more to business people and tech entrepreneurs, but it will also have networking hours centered around exhibition space. The event will be on April 23rd at the Dolan center for science and technology at jcu's campus doors open at 8 a.m for registration and coffee the summit kicks off at 9 um, 15 a.m with opening speakers tickets are 75 dollars and can be found at oioxorg slash tech summits the international conference on educational policies and advanced Teaching strategies will come up on April 25th to 26th, um, 2022 in New York, United States. The International Research Conference is a federated organization dedicated to bringing together a significant number of diverse scholarly events for presentation within the conference program. Events will run over a span of time during the conference depending on the number uh, number and length of the presentations. With its high quality, it provides an exceptional value for students, academics, and industry researchers. International Conference on Educational Policies and Advanced Teaching Strategies aims to bring together leading academic scientists, researchers, and research scholars to exchange and share their experiences and research results on all aspects of educational policies and advanced teaching strategies. It also provides a premier interdisciplinary platforms for researchers, practitioners, and educators to present and discuss the most recent innovations, trends, and concerns, as well as practical challenges encountered and solutions adopted in the fields of educational policies and advanced teaching strategies also the youth um, entrepreneurship speakers series is to train facilitators to deliver innovative youth development curriculum with the purpose of teaching youth the mindset of an entrepreneur and building 21st century skills necessary to succeed in modern day marketplace um, the speaker series will also build partnership with organizations to create a culture that promotes 21st-century learning and brings global education trends to un- underserved communities. To register for this um, speaker series, you can visit www.dignityofchildren.com/speaker-series. From News 5 Cleveland comes the story that Independence Primary School post first ever mental wellness day. As we all know that the COVID-19 pandemic has really put a spotlight on mental health, not just for adults, but also for children to address this issue within um, their own school district. Independence Primary School organized a special day for students to, to decompress and learn healthy ways to cope with stress, anxiety, and depression. According to the um, Independence Primary School Principal, TJ Ebert, in a quote, we want to give our students resources and tools to help if they are having mental anxiety or, you know, any type of depression or just need something, someone to talk to and get through it, end of quote. Ebert said, He, the school's teach, um, parent teacher organization, city officials and others have met monthly since last summer to put the school's first ever mental wellness day together. All day on Friday, students spend time at four different stations, including sensory exploration, yoga meditation, and healthy eating. 263 learning communities have been recognized as Ohio purple star schools. Interim State Superintendent Dr. Stephanie Stevens shared on the Ohio Department of Education um, Twitter page how Ohio Purple Star Schools support the needs of military-connected students and families. The two hundred and twenty, um, the two hundred and sixty-three schools recognized with the Ohio Purple Star designations were applauded as learning communities for their commitment to serving students and family connected to the nation's military. Congratulations to all the schools. And here is the end of today's show, Education in the News. Barbara Bullen will be having a show on the history and issues of civil rights at 5 p.m. on Sundays at um, Eastern Standard Time. Um, and also, Thai Alani will be having a show about issues affecting youth on Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face to face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the tracker's diary Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans Pacific stopover on Extremity's Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.